Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
Saul. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are.
Peace, 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 family. Peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. I am joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Peace, family. Peace, peace, peace to the family, peace to the family. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. This is your co-host, Brother Red Pill in the building, reporting live and direct. I like that song right there, man. Yeah, man, it has such a, a, a soul and a spirit to it, and it transplants me to, you know what I'm saying, a day and time when, um you know, these cities really captured the character of our people, and Baltimore is yeah. definitely one of those cities. Um, I recall the very first time that I had passed through Baltimore and laid eyes on Baltimore. Um, it was a our junior high school trip. Matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? It took us down oh. to the docks and everything. Yeah, I got my first starter hat there. I remember that. I remember the first time that we came to Baltimore, yeah, on our own, you know, when we were moving around the country on our own. But three years after the junior high school trip, we were still teenagers, relatively young. And I remember I had a crush on Tony Braxton just when her song had first came out, her video accompanying that song and you know we were digging you know what i'm saying the flavor of this sister and, and the style that she had brought forward and i remember we had pulled into to be more on the greyhound and i looked out the window and it was mad tony Braxton's out there i was like yo oh, i love baltimore and um just getting out there in that city and, and matriculating with the people and you know what i'm saying uh becoming familiar with the energy that that town represented, um, more and more of my experiences solidified my love for that city. And uh, I saw the underbelly of that city at a young age as well. You know what I'm saying? I saw some things about that city. They reminded me of, you know, my own home city in the days when it was a, uh, a personal hellhole, you know what I'm saying, when it was going through its purgatory transformations and you know there was demons and zombies in these streets you know I experienced some of those same things in the streets of Baltimore as well so there was dark periods um, then I remember going back to Baltimore during a time when we were you know on this road you know what I'm saying on this particular mission to awaken the hearts and the minds of our people and I fell in love with Baltimore all over again. Had an opportunity to see it from a different standpoint. You know, I had an opportunity to walk with people who, um, you know, had a love for that city, and they were able to see it from different angles, approach it from different angles as well. And, you know, Baltimore is just it's a beautiful city full of promises, you know what I'm saying, and potential yet to be explored. And that's what I got, you know, from that particular point when I had went back. I didn't want to leave. It was such an electric city with so many stories there. I wanted to go and do work on the mound. I noticed the geomancy was off. I noticed that there were certain things that needed to be addressed. I noticed the heavy Roman Catholic presence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I could look at John Hopkins and tell that, you know, this place was was 
you know, an experiment. There was a lot of scientific slash medical experience experiments going on in this place. Oh shit. So, you know, that's what I remember about that time. You know, and of course, yeah. Did you know any any any? Huh? Were you with me when we went to Morgan State Homecoming? Yeah, I remember Morgan State. You know what I'm saying? I might have left those experiences out, but yeah. You know, I the Morgan State there, runs. Right? Huh? Yeah, I, I got. Remember, I yeah, got accepted accept to Morgan it. State. I, I was supposed yeah. to be a be more bully. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. my, my brother Tabari. Rest in peace. Yeah, shout out our brother Tabari. Yeah. He lost his life in Baltimore. He was in he was in college at the time. Going to school down there, he died under mysterious circumstances. You know, and that was that was a tragedy as well. You know, so huh? Just to do, I said that was a tragedy. So yeah, I mean, peace. but like you were saying, um, when I went out there to uh, go to orientation for Morgan State, this might have been damn. I'm trying to remember what year this was. This was a minute ago. I, I'm, ah, man, 94? 93? But um, right. there was an energy, you know. There was definitely an energy. We went down to the docks. You know, we went down to the, uh, not, they, they have the mall down by the water. We paid a visit to that. One thing that I did realize and I love, I, I love about the whole DMV area, man. You know, when we went to the homecoming and we were going to those extravaganzas, you know, the party that they were throwing, and just looking at the, you know, I'm a pedigree kind of person. I like to, you know, examine the uh, pedigree and stock of our people, you know. Because, um, you know, you know, when you look at that, especially, I don't want to get too deep, but it deals with bloodline and things of that nation. You could go into a town and pretty much sum up the, uh, the energy of the people, or the frequency for that matter, you know, just based on phenotypes. I don't know if everybody is skilled with that, you know, way of looking at the people and being able to determine certain things, but I have that. You know, I'm able to do such. And um, I just remember it just being like, you know, that's Chocolate City, you know, that's Chocolate City, and, and you get that feeling, you know what I'm saying, like, when you look at the people, you know, you, you could tell that they were raised on soul music. You could tell that, you know, they have a certain kind of way of living and just a certain kind of attachment to the, uh, just to the natural way of who we are, man. You know, I've been some other places where I cannot see it. You know, I can't feel it. I can't see it. It's not on the people. They don't wear it right, you know, but be more felt like home. It did. You know, that's why I was very comfortable um, being accepted to that college. And if everything would have worked out, I would have definitely been down there. Um, and then we went, when we went back with A.A. Rashid for the lecture, later on down the line, I believe it was like 2008, 
for seven. This is one of his earlier lectures, correct? Yeah, Blue? it's earlier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, seeing the brothers and sisters in the audience who were awakened, and seeing their their uh, conscious community and things of that nature, seeing the strength that they had, you know, the brothers, you know, the squares that they were standing on, you know, brother Hanif, um, and a few other brothers out there, you know what I mean? I I, I definitely know what um that city has in terms of just the spirit of Be More. So shout-out to all of my family in the Be More. Shout-out to the family in the DMV. You know, y'all definitely uh, have been representing yourselves. You know what I'm saying? So keep doing what you do. But what's good with you, though, on another note? You said what's good on another note? Yes, what's good with you? Well, yeah, you know, we're back in the building. We're here. Uh, it's always an exciting time when we have the ability, you know what I'm saying, to put one of these shows of this magnitude together, uh, to open up the line and welcome back our esteemed elder, Mr. Dick Gregory, you know what I'm saying? Baba. These, uh, yeah, Baba. Mm-hmm. So we used to do these shows more frequently. It's been a minute since you've been back on, and um. I think that the time and it's perfect. He will be in Baltimore tomorrow, actually, you know what I'm saying, doing something out there and be more. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on time. You know what I'm saying? Right on time. Yes, indeed. So, yes. Shout out to Reality Speaks. All right. Yes, sir. So the Peace brother, the yes, he will be doing something at a Pleasant Hope Baptist Church. All right. Mm. Tomorrow, May 9th, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Doors open at 6. Performances by Watoto from the Now. All right. So this is definitely mm-hmm. going to be a healing bomb for the city. And then Sunday, they got Prince giving a free concert. All right, so shout out to my brother Arafat, Beantown family. They out there in, uh, in B-More as well. Shout out to my B-More family. All right, shout out to Everese and Rod Kuhn, Kratz for the show that we did on Tuesday, dealing with the cosmophysics of B-More, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they gave a concise astrological, cosmological explanations about the events that have transpired and their relationships to the blood moons and all of these other events, you know, nothing that we're observing is separated. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is separate. You know, they they reported on the news as isolated incidents, you know, and they try to uh, confuse I mean, you with details yeah. of the matter, things of that nature. And then exactly, but, and they'll never, not never, I'll never should say never, but in my lifetime, I've never seen... <laughs> The news report above a third grade or fourth grade level, elementary for that matter, when it comes to reporting anything newsworthy. I'm even talking about your coveted CNN and all these other people, all these other history discovery channels. The people swear so deep, like, you know, they got their consciousness from the discovery channel. But I'm like, they don't tie things in together. They're not speaking symbol literacy. They're definitely not addressing the uh, underlying or rather the narrative 
that's reoccurring on so many levels and whatnot. So, like you were saying, don't look for the news. You know what I mean? Like, don't please don't ever think that the news is going to disclose. They might talk about it 10 years from now, like they do with every other story that was uh, basically yeah, being decoded. It's going to be, it's gonna be a, a special, an exclusive. For <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to come and they're going to show you how all of these threads were tied together, you know, or somebody else will come and, and put it into a presentation and sell it back to the community, and they're going to say they're deep on some zeitgeist shit. So mm-hmm. you already know what that is. Um, yeah, Hollywood it. But, yeah, yeah, and in and, and real time, you know what I'm saying, you have the people with their fingers on the post that are giving the, uh, the live and direct, you know, so shout out to the Cosmo Physicians, for doing what they do. Shout out to the various uh, people that have taken to the airwaves and put this perspective out. They have their own perspectives. You know, people are utilizing, uh, you know, their own slants or what have you to create their own rhetoric around this event. And, you know, anything that you can utilize as a teaching tool, as long as it's effective, you know, it's necessary. So, Shout out right. to the people that's getting the information out on the front line. Um, yeah, that's about it, you know. A brother, um, brother Kanoom, put me on to a YouTube channel today. I'm trying to remember the brother's name. He's a Ross out of Oakland. <sighs> okay. Let me think. King something. Not King Noble family. His brother's name is King something. And he did a clip, the mother and the son, whose name coincidentally is Michael Singleton. We're talking about the sister that they showed and paraded or exploited who was yeah. beating her son, breaking her son on live TV for being a part of the riot. Where the mother's at breaking these niggas coming out the house with high heels on and purses and they pants hanging down? Where they at? Like, where they beating them up at? You know what I'm saying? I want to see that clip. Yeah. They well, got they got parents too. They got parents you know? too. They got mamas. Did y'all give them? Did y'all deputize them and give them the pass that they won't get in trouble for discipline and that? Ma, 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 mamas, yeah. She broke the young buck on TV, but he had a great breakdown. He went in for about forty minutes. You know, his style of teaching is intriguing for the for the uh, say the least. And um, when I get the name, I, I, I'll repeat it to the family if they want to go check it out. But, you know, shout out to everybody, like Blue was saying, that is utilizing the uh, platform of new media to spread their information and to spread their rhetoric or spread their story, you know, to the family. Um, And especially if it's effective, because, you know, anybody could press record, but especially if it's effective. And on that note, too, Uh, uh I want to give a shout out to our brothers um, who had me on their show last night, um, Ringing Stone, talk right. channel, blog talk. I, I seen that on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's how I find out about shit these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened real fast. And um, we were addressing some very interesting topics to the point where I believe that I'm going to do a show special show on this pro on this platform dealing with it. We were dealing with the uh super consciousness, okay? Uh the subconsciousness and the consciousness 
we were dealing with the collective uh, collective economics, but also the collective consciousness, um, mentalism, and a few other things. And it was very, very, very interesting. It went it went very fast. I wasn't even able to finish everything and get all of the information out. But um, shout out to everybody who was participating in that program tonight. Once again, I'll, I'll drop that in the chat room as well for anybody who wants to check it out. But uh, and they definitely, we're going to do a part two with you too, Blue. So we got you know it's all yeah, yeah. That's 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 right up my alley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I look forward to that. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, super duper rest in power. You know, we attended the going home ceremony of a good yeah. friend of ours this past Wednesday, your brother Sharif Adonis Clayton. All right, our brother Sharif. Uh, he was laid to rest this Wednesday. It was an amazing ceremony. It's, I'm at a loss of words, family, because I'm trying to sum up, you know, express to you what it's like that you look at somebody already in life like they're a giant. You know what I'm saying? And there are people that look up to us and, and look at us, you know what I'm saying, in that particular light. And that's cool, but I'm super humble because I was raised around, you know, dinosaurs, like what it feels like to look up to a, a brontosaurus or, you know what I'm saying, a tyrannosaurus. How you pronounce it? Tyrannosaurus. A T-Rex, goddammit. Tyrannosaurus. So, yeah, yeah. You know, if I was a pygmy looking up at a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like this is the extent that some of these people that we were raised around, this is how we looked at them in our lifetime and our development in regards to their ability to deal with the natural elements out here in this world and not only deal or get by but control, you know what I'm saying, actually conquer those elements. You know, the concrete jungle is nothing nice. You know what I'm saying? We speak about it like it's the glory days, and there's a lot about it that was glorious, but, you know, these are uh, environments that, you know what I'm saying, breed something <laughs> that is going to either be uh, super-duper transformational, like a Malcolm, or, you know, purebred monster. You feel me? And when you have the ability to see somebody go through the variances of that stage from being, you know, a broad street bully all the way to a certified OG by way of mentorship, by way of, you know, leadership, direction, true generals, we're talking about people that are hands-on in other people's lives, people that transform other people's lives by example, people that would never pump fake if they said that they about it, about it. They totally are about that. Mm-hmm. So this was a rare individual, you know what I'm saying, of that caliber, of that pedigree, how they say that, you know, we're, we're you know, the, the, the good ones are gone and, you know what I'm saying, they're a rare breed and dinosaurs or what have you, this 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 brother, this man, this giant, you know what I'm saying, this nature was cut from that cloth that um he touched so many lives through his demonstration. And we're talking about a brother that was in the belly of the beast, reaching out, making changes to brothers, you know what I'm saying, taking his time, you know, 
providing them with all of the tools necessary for transformation, even in conditions like that. A brother that came home and did the same thing in this world, on these streets, the very same streets that he may have been terrorizing when, you know, in his younger years. So came back to fix we saw him. Yeah, we saw him do that. We saw him come back and, and fix those environments. We saw him come back and build bridges in places where bridges were burnt down and tore down, you know what I'm saying, metaphorically speaking. You know, we've seen a brother, you know, who would be able to speak effectively to the youth out here who need to hear it, you know what I'm saying, who need to see it. You don't got to jump out mm-hmm. of a Bentley for them to respect you. They want to know where your heart is at right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. this is a real you're a man one. or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your 500, 700 million can never add up to the value that we put on the real ones. The real ones are priceless. You know what I'm saying? They don't make them anymore at a time when we need them the most. So this was a, a definite loss. Um, but we were able to gain a lot by his demonstration and what he left us with, the importance of legacy. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to leave behind in this demonstration called life? What are you going to leave behind in this walk? How many people can you touch and change and remain humble while doing it? Huh? I said, do you know what's interesting? That, you know, over the past few months, I've been to a few funerals, and I was having this conversation earlier that – what I've walked away with, you know, I walked away with a lot of things, but one of the main things that I've been able to walk away with that's a gift is the fact that in all of these funerals that we've gone to of great people of high stature, you know, there's never a conversation of how much money this person had or what kind of car they drove or how big their house was and never. how many bathrooms they had and, you know, the, the the finest linens that they used to wear or how many women were on their team and you know what I mean? How many, how many views they had, like none of that is relevant when it all comes down to your lap and you really, for the family that's out there paying attention to this, I mean, this, this my, I'm in mourning right now, but the, 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 the level of eye awakening, you know, um, that I've been able to receive about, that last moment that is so important, you know, we we doing all of this, but that last moment, that last day, that farewell, that homecoming is so imperative. It is so important, you know. We we we're not. I don't I don't think that we're even because of our fear of passing or our fear of checking out or our our our, our, our immortality complex that we have. We're not preparing ourselves for that moment. We're not preparing ourselves for that day. We're not embracing it. We're not setting forth the rules. We're not putting forth the rules or rather the, um, the uh, you know, we're just not putting forth the exact steps that we should all be taking on that last day, you know, and I think that that's very important. And like Blue was saying, it's really helping me focus on legacy. What really matters? What really, they talk about black life matters. Yeah, what really matters, though? That's too broad of a statement. Like that's saying nothing. I'm not saying that that's saying nothing, but that's not saying enough. 
black life matters. Okay, all life matters, though. You know, black matter matters. You know, but what about when we're here? What about legacy? What about what it is that we're doing? What's the important part? How can we strip everything away and focus on what's really important? That brother is my hero. He's one of my heroes. And, you know, it just, you know, it hurts. You know what I'm saying? It, it hurts knowing that he's done so much. But I was just thinking about what he was about to do. Keep in mind, family, everybody that's great is not on YouTube. Everybody that's great right. is not on House of Consciousness or KTL if they're in the street doing great things, legends and stuff like that, gods and, you know, people who have uh, the respect of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. You don't necessarily have to see them in front of the camera to identify them as being um, pillars in our community. We have we can't we can't fall into that cult of personality worship and, and and character and stuff like that and forget about the people who are doing the work who don't get camera time, who are doing the work who don't have you know names that are, are very you know um, lost and things of that nature. You know, who don't have 5,000 right. followers. There are a lot of unsung followers. heroes amongst so us, many. families. You know, the you funerals know, and, and the cemetery is full of them as well. So there are many that have come and gone, and their names don't get sung. And that's a travesty. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, in itself. You know, this brother will live on. You know, his name will never be forgotten. It lives in the hearts and the minds of many. Um, it, it just compels me to want to like to live life, like to squeeze every last drop out of this experience because it's not promised. You never know when it's going to end. And, um, you know, and, and to get right with myself, to get right with the possibility and the reality, you know, that one day this will all be over. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you're not always necessarily in control of that moment. Now, when I'm saying you, I mean in the conscious mind, your subconscious may be very firm in understanding your superconscious already seen it. You know what I'm saying? Already knows what but it your is. your conscious right? mind, yeah, the 5% of you, you know what I'm saying, that is um, aware of, you know, your day-to-day and your moment-to-moment, you know what I'm saying, it's just navigating and pushing you through this thing, you know, it's following this directive that is getting from the unconscious mind, is playing it out from the superconscious. So, you know, while you hear... Go hard while you're here. Make a difference. Random acts of kindness. You know what I'm saying? Just do things for others that are long-lasting, you know, without looking necessarily for rewards. This here, this thing we're talking about, you know, not too many trophies in this. You know what I'm saying? It comes mm-hmm. down to, you know, Ain't those 30, 45 minutes when you're being eulogized. You feel me? It comes down to the little 500 pages that they give you in your obituary, 500 words that I say that they give you in your obituary when it should be mm-hmm. 500 pages. I'm going to press a novel yeah. up at my shit. Yeah, I'm you doing know? a video. I'm yeah. a... You're going to get a DVD. You're going to take to, home yeah, and see to, what to, I did. Yeah, to, me? to share with the family the love that I have for the people who are part of my life and my journey. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily... Because, you know, I was speaking to the to the Wiz the other day, and she, she she explained it to me. She was like, don't be narcissistic and make it about you. 
Because when people show up on that day to see you, it's about them coming to see you. For I was like, I understand. She was like, you know, it's best to just address the, the people that, that you know that are going to be there, your family members, your children, your loved ones, your best friends, your comrades, and things of that nature. Let them know what they meant to you. And, it's you know, another thing, I'm like, word, I'm going to do that, though. You know, no offense to anybody that wants to read the eulogy, but I need to tell, I, I, I need to be heard and seen at my last day. You know, that's very important <laughs> to me. Yeah. Very I, I, important. I've walked away from, you know, I've been to three funerals in the past month, and what I've walked away with is that that last moment, that eulogy, that obituary, that should be left in the hands of of me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can tell my story the way that I can tell it. If I Well, let me leave some cliff notes as well, some things for you to weave and put together because, you know, words fall short in paying true tribute to these giants. You know what I'm saying? And words even fall short with me trying to explain the stature, the giant that we have on tonight's program. You know what I'm saying? This brother here um, cannot be summed up by words. This brother's sacrifice cannot be contained on a page. You know what I'm saying? I can't I tell his story myself. Only he can tell it. And I'm sure that there's flashes of memory to come back. You know, the brother is um, very sharp with his mind. He tells stories 50, 60, 70 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't remember what happened necessarily 30 years ago until I'm reminded every now and then. So, this great elder in his mind, you know, are sharp and it's important that we get these stories from the elders. It's important that we have these bridges built, you know what I'm saying? That we can converse with our elders to get perspective. This is the wise counsel, you know, that is always spoken of. You feel me? And our elder has an uncanny ability to sit back because of his years in the field, observe and see things that we can't. You know what I'm saying? So for a brother such as himself, whose eyes are so seasoned, who have been, his eyes have been here, you know, three times my lifetime, almost. You feel me? I think that it's imperative, you know, that we get a perspective from our great elder, you know, who has seen a lot of things transpire. He's seen these riots, you know, when they were young in our history in this country. You feel me? All the way up until now, you know, He's had to memorize innumerable amounts of names of people who have gone too soon. You know what I'm saying? His brother has been to countless funerals. He's constantly reminded of that transitory cycle that will visit visit us all one day. All right? So I think that it's very necessary that we hear from our great and grand elder, Mr. Dick Gregory. Mr. Gregory... At this time, can you please press 1 on your phone so I can see your hand go up? All right, let me read this introduction. Join us tonight on Nova Ledge Radio as we welcome back to the program our esteemed elder, Mr. Dick Gregory, in anticipation for his return to Baltimore, Maryland, which he will be doing tomorrow. Mr. Gregory is going to share some insight about the events that have captured the attention of the world recently in Baltimore and abroad. If you know our brother, you know he has some exclusive info that will make you think and question everything that you previously thought that you knew. So tune in tonight 
and tell a friend to tell a friend, family, class is in session. And with no further ado, we want to present to you Paula from the 202. Brother Gregory. I'm here. Please, please. I hear you. Greetings to you and the family. Welcome. And yes, thank welcome you back. Being there always, always, and an early happy Mother's Day to all the listeners. All the listeners. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. What a, what a blessing. And I've always said the strongest two forces in the history of America has been the black woman and the black church. And, uh, yes, you have said that. If we ever find out who the sister is, things will change overnight. I mean, what, what, a, what a blessing. But we don't know this because uh, in a white racist system, you know, with, with no truth there, and fear, and I was at the uh, the 50th anniversary of Selma, and I was there. Okay. First anniversary of Selma, and somebody wow. asked me from from a Spanish newspaper, uh, "What's the difference in now and then?" Say <laughs> simple, fear. And they said the white folks changed that much. As we came there 50 years ago, we were frightened, but we came anyway. Huh? Right. We had to, then that was it. This time, we weren't scared. People brought their children, their grandchildren, their grandmothers, and, and it was a festive. And so, when I was a little boy, I, uh, who used to hang out? hang out with some, some guys, and I was the only one scared of dogs. And so I got bit 14 <laughs> times. You know why? They could smell it. Huh? Right. They could smell it. And that's why they made perfume. That's what that was for, to cover up the scent. Right, the, mass, the natural sense. And so, and, and so they wow. didn't smell and when they didn't smell that, it's like these automatic trains that have the tracks that automatically switch over. Well, that's what happened. And you would have never known those were the children and, and the grandchildren of the ones. And what was different is they didn't smell fear. And so, consequently, the march was beautiful. Yes, just incredible. Fear and God do not occupy the same space. That's right. We, African Americans, were sent here to heal the planet, but we joined it. We joined Mm. it. Instead of healing it. And we opt out. And so, consequently, when a brother king comes through, every now and then there's people in here, and and you feel it, love it. That's what it was with king. We 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 didn't want to die. Oh, your phone. But, okay. I'm 
sorry. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I can. We didn't want to die, but if we had to die, we was willing to die. There and, you go. And, and, and so That's important. Indeed. Once we understand, uh, I have grandchildren, and there's a little paper mill down by. And I take them there every now and then. There is no stink like the stink from a paper mill. But the people work there don't smell it. Hmm? Right. They're in it.
that King James was king of England. She didn't know. She just thought he was sent here to write the Bible. She didn't know that King James was such a weird, strange homosexual. He hated women so bad he killed his mama. And his lover was Lord Buckingham, who Buckingham Palace named after. And so when you, you get thrust into a society and you try to survive under that society and not know that death is better, there's a universal God that says, I, your God, that made you. Before I sit back and let you surrender all the beauty I gave you just so you can pay your rent and feed your family, I will destroy you from the inside. Mm. Time for I realized I didn't come from my mother. I came through my mother. That's right. And, 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 and so now... One of the horrible things that we did, we opt for education instead of liberation. So it ain't but a handful of black, and I don't know none of them, that's been liberated. We took the dictates of what a system told us. And so consequently, a group of men that came to came on us and so consequently we there's a thing called the, the mother tongue not the father tongue you said, you said mother tongue correct the mother tongue yeah not the father yes. tongue and as vicious as men are to control everything They've never even thought there could be a father tongue. That's when you and your mother in the belly, y'all communicate with one another. And they say, well, yes. we just we use today 2% of our brain. But what they don't know, when I'm in my mother's belly, I'm using 100% of my brain. It's only after I come out caught up in all this filth and all this madness that that goes down. And once that go back up, then I'm at 100% of that. And so, and, and, and so consequently, we're so busy, not negatively, wanting to sound like white folks because we think that's the end way, then I lose the mother tongue. If we go to a Chinese restaurant tonight, when the Chinese come to our table and take our order, they take it in English. But while they're waiting on the order to be prepared, they talk to one another in Chinese. Yeah, mother tongue. The mother tongue. So consequently now, we don't have that. We lost it. We don't know that when you say things to children, they don't hear what you mean. They hear what you say. One time I called home, and my daughter answered the phone. She's about six years old. 
mother run to the phone real quick. I want to yell at her. And I heard her say, Mom, why dad want to yell at you? <laughs> you a child, black, that you have to be twice as smart as a white person. They don't hear what you mean. They hear what you say. So from that point on, they think they stupid. Huh? You never tell a child you got to be twice as smart. That's what they hear. Right. And, and, and you tell a, tell a son of yours that, son, let me tell you something. There's some police out here that will kill you. Yes. Here's what I want you to do. When you come in contact with them, behave yourself. Don't talk too fast. Don't be smart. Anytime you tell a child that came from the universe to respect filth, you make that child think it's something wrong with them. Up, believing. How can you tell a child this person will kill you just because the color of your skin? And you gonna tell me to respect that? To right to obey and respect and that. There, cause we saying love. I want to see you come home. Huh? That's 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 not fair. Death is better. Death is better. And and, 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 and and so when you look around and see where it's going, see, I've never had a bodyguard. Never carried a gun after I got with the movement. Never needed a bodyguard, always been listed in the phone book. Why? White folks didn't make me. Black folks. When I didn't even know what funny was, I just wanted to be it. And I'm working in a nightclub to pay me $5 a night, and poor black folks came in. That was the, that was the Caesar's palace. They came in and listened to me until I developed so funny, they pushed me all the way downtown where they couldn't afford to see me. And so the only way I can say thanks, be in the phone book, is nobody guards. You need nobody to get to me. Huh? That's my way of saying thanks. I could have been right. still working at the post office. I mean, at one time I was one of the highest paid entertainers in America. And where did it come from, them black folks that would listen to me? And I developed and got so funny. It was incredible. And so how do right. I say thank? Huh? How do I say thank? And so and so when you stop and think about everybody don't have to. When you think about your obligation, I hear people talk about the rappers and, and uh I was at a a, a uh, convention two weeks ago, comics, black comics. And I said, one of the things y'all have to not let people do is tell y'all you got to go in here and talk about 
great to us. No, you don't. Ain't nobody ever depended on comics or athletes to liberate them. America <laughs> has the mighty army in the history of the planet. And that's not because they recruit athletes or entertainers. It's an insult for me. When you think of all the great mighty wars that's been fought, it wasn't fought with entertainers. It wasn't fought with comedians. That's that's a game. And so consequently, when you have something inside of you, I mean, look at the football game. I look at football, I see slavery all over again. Black folks on the field picking cotton and a white boy sitting on the bench with a clipboard trying to look and tell. (laughs) And when you realize the life expectancy of a professional athlete is 54 years of age, why don't live longer than that? Why not? And then we talk about, well, some of them athletes would put some of their money together. You know, they're not business people. They have been playing that game since they're five years old. Tiger Woods don't know <laughs> nothing about anything but golf. Huh? But golf. Right. And so when you look at you, you look at I was, the, uh, Not to I'm interject, sorry. but I was going to ask you. Is that why the life expectancy is so short? Once a person dedicates their all and their being towards a sport, when that sport has run its course, just like a person is checking in to work until they're 65 and 68, when they don't have to go to work anymore, they normally die around that time, you know, not too far after that, especially if that work defined them. Athletes Hmm? die because they're being banged up. They die because when they arm or hurt their leg, they give them drugs. Huh? There is no difference yeah. in a doctor giving me a drug or some thug in the street giving it to me. Do you know, do you know if I cut you tonight and rob mm-hmm. you and your brother's in the hospital getting surgery, the same message the brain sends when I cut you since the same method, brain don't know nothing about you. I'm getting surgery. Right. And so, consequently, if we understand the body, it didn't come from Sears and Roebuck. If you count the holes in your body, two eyes, two ears, that's four, two nose, six, and a mouth, that's seven. A rectum yeah. penis, that's nine. Nine planets to the universe, the number of God is nine. Okay? And so when people run around and say, well, man, uh, uh, you a mason? Uh, What's the highest mason you become? (laughs) Thirty-three. What's the circumference of a circle? Three hundred and sixty. Well, I'm going to reach down to thirty-three when I can go for three hundred and sixty degrees. And so when we (laughs) stop get back to the athletic thing when we stop and think about two billion years ago the dinosaur left this planet two billion years ago think about that man. two billion years ago the dinosaur left this planet hmm? the dinosaur 
was bigger than mountains. Big old ferocious thing. Everybody scared of giants. Huh? It's been gone. But you know what they don't take it? When the dinosaur was here two billion years ago, or was the turtle? <laughs> two billion right. years ago, the turtle. So was the butterfly two billion years ago. Big old bad dinosaur is gone, and the turtle and the butterfly is still here. Hmm? Hmm? And so if we look and say, wait a minute, I don't have to be big and bad and all of that. The butterfly, the kind little butterfly. There's a book out called Chaos. It's about the butterfly. And there's butterflies over there in Peking, in the butterfly park. And butterflies right now, as we talk, flapping their wings over there in Peking, determine what the weather pattern going to be like in New York City nine months later. <laughs> the little butterfly. Hmm? Mm. The little huh? uh, And so consequently, when you stop, and think about it. That's how we won civil rights movement. We went up against the mightiest insane nation in the history of the planet. Hmm? With no guns, no sticks, no meanness, no evilness. So they said, well, what, 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 what happened? I said, <laughs> what we did, you don't have to go to Harvard or Yale. We just became... Turtles. What do you mean? Hard on the outside, soft on the inside, and willing to stick your neck out. Just that simple. Just that simple. Hmm. That's what happened with the movement. They sitting around talking talking about that. It's, it's, it's that simple. When I get mad at you, that's like me going down to the basement outside and letting the air out my own tires. Huh? Who, is, who is this black woman? Hmm. The only woman on this planet, black American woman, that can take a butter knife and cut your rims off the top. She don't go to school <laughs> to do it. You hear me? She don't go to school. She don't get up in the morning and practice. That tie has a 20-year guarantee by white folks. Huh? <laughs> that don't you make the sister. She asked you was who was Melba. And you come up with attitude. We ever know who this black woman is. We change things overnight. Right. We listen to black folks with philosophy this and philosophy that. Well, how big is an elephant? What philosophy do they have? Hmm. And so, one day, when we understand. If I say her, I'm talking about a woman. 
not a man. Right. When you hear the word hurricane, that's a woman. Hurricane is the spirit of a black woman's spirit. Where do they start? Mm. All hurricanes right start the coast.
let me count my slaves. I own them. So it went to court, and the first court, court turned them down. Took it to the next, turned them down, went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court judge said, you know, you're right. So here's what we're going to do. Every one of your slaves, for the sake of electoral count, we're going to let you count them as three-fifths of a human being. That's what that was about. That was about a count, a compromise on the count. And so here's, here's a white boy that said, he said this, not me. He said, if you got one thirty-second of Negro blood in you, you are a Negro. Well, what was he saying? He said, in order to equal one white boy compared to me, you got to put 32 white boys next to me to equal one me. Man. <laughs> but because I bought into their Kool-Aid, I go through all of this here. And I don't see what it is because I'm so busy trying to. Why would I want to emulate a slave deal, one of the lowest things on the planet? Hmm? And so white folk, black folk go to church. One of the big songs is Amazing Grace. And wait a minute, hold it. There's no song that a rapper sings that can be as filthy as Amazing Grace. Here's the guy, the number one slave trader in the history of the planet. Mean, kill him, just wake up mad, shoot somebody in the middle of the slave. So one day, he's out in the water. On his little luxury boat, and he sees this storm coming up. Now, because he spent so much time in the water, he realized he ain't never seen a storm like this. He know he's gonna die. Then he fell on his knees and repented. Said, "God, if you spare me." I will tell the world who I am, what I have done. I will tell them how filthy my heart is. And all at once, the storm disappeared. So he wrote book, and he wrote the song, Amazing Grace. How sweet. Thank you for forgiving a wretch like me. You imagine my mama sitting in church calling herself a wretch and she don't even know what it means. Now, I change it when I talk to my grandchildren. I say, let's say he wasn't a slave owner. Let's say he was a pimp. Killed her tricks, her johns. Ain't never been a hoe like her. And then one day she see this storm 
and she fall on her knees and say, God, if you just spare me, I will never, I will write books, I will sing songs and let the world know who I am. So here, here she come. And, and my mama sitting in church singing her song, in grace, how sweet. Thank you for forgiving a hoe like me. Mama, you ain't never been a hoe. That's her song. <laughs> you have never been a hoe. Huh? And, and so consequently, you got a new mentality growing up now that's not going to tolerate the stuff that we tolerate. And... Don't want to hear all the excuses. I say, Mama, why you come out here, these white folks, and uplift If I didn't come out here, y'all wouldn't eat. I used to go out to the zoo and watch the animals. I realized one day I'll go really eat more food in one day than I eat in six months, and they never had a job. I ain't never went to Harvard in my teeth. A gorilla ain't never raped nobody. Ain't never murdered nobody. Ain't never kidnapped nobody. That's what work would do to you. That's what work. I wasn't meant to work. You wasn't meant to work. And so now when we sit back and understand what that universal my shame is, my shame is <clears throat> that God gave me the right to have ten children. No money, don't need no education. God says, I'm going to give you the right to make, a, to make another me, another God. Didn't care if you're black, white. Now watch this now. So, one day I'm thinking about what a wonderful gift the universal God gave me. No connections, no restrictions. And then I realized I never owned a car. I didn't check out the year to make the model, the down payment, the monthly notes, the insurance. And when I realized I put more planning into owning a giant car than to create God's new life, because I just get me a little booty, man, then I realized I'm the filth, huh? I'm the filth. And feel so sorry, so sorry, that I didn't know that then. Mm. So as I sit and look at America today, and can't nothing, can't nothing save it. It's over. We're in the same position the Romans was in right before it fell. Right before it fell. Go back and look at Rome. The gladiators build those big arenas. We're doing the same thing now. Detroit is bankrupt. They're building a $400 million stadium as we talk. 
got our own all of this here. I am family values. The mafia, you can't find no more family values than what they got. Mama Mia, Mama Mia, and kill so many people and run to the priest the next morning and say, Father, Father, uh, look, I just killed 34 people. You forgive me and do it quick because I've got 22 more to kill by noon. And so consequently, we've been playing the game for so long. I go to war. I kill people I don't even know. Can't even spell the name of the country I'm in. But if if my state do it, then I do it. Then when you look at Dr. King, Malcolm, let me hear something. The civil rights movement, when they killed Jesus, they didn't mess with the disciples. When they killed Caesar, they didn't wipe out the legislator. This boy wiped out everything that we used to make up the civil rights movement. Malcolm X, when they killed him that morning, what changed Malcolm's life was a brilliant black brother in Nairobi named Pinto. Pinto. And he's the one. He he was the editor and publisher of the Pan African magazine. And he's the one. Eighteen weeks Malcolm had sent changed Malcolm's life. He said, Here's what we do. Let's take American racism and take it to the steps of the United Nations. Right. Globalize the conversation. The morning when they assassinated Malcolm at the same time, they was assassinating the Pinto and Nairobi at the same time. Huh? Everything we touch and built, they destroyed it. And now we want to know what's wrong with the black man. Nothing. It's just a system that has messed up my head. I look at people and hey man, have you heard of this here? The Willie Lynch letter. <laughs> come on, man. They come out the CIA headquarters. <laughs> Only thing I did that a black man wrote it. And so one day a brilliant brother at UC Berkeley, PhD did the research and ran the black brother down in the CIA, interviewed him and wrote a book. How'd you know? I say 300 years ago, white folks didn't talk that way. Hmm? And I what that means. That's right. I can Negroes talk so bad. I say, I can't speak for all of them. I can tell you why I talk bad. I learned my English from you, white boy. 
But I hmm. got here, I was speaking nothing but pure Swahili till that dumb ignorant white boy said, go over down and get that bell cotton, bring it over, yeah. And I've been talking like y'all ever since. Hmm. Ever since. <laughs> and, and so when you look and see what we survived, why, why am I doing all the killing? Well, there's a reason. Hmm? There's a reason. When I was a little boy, a lot of men wanted to have sex with women. They didn't want to have sex with them. So they took, they took a thing called uh, Spanish fly. Yeah. And she just took my clothes off right there. So it's a known fact I can put something in your food and make you react a certain way and you're not even aware of why you're doing it. Just look like my integrity. You know that this billion, this Lucille Gregory boy don't act that way. So what are y'all doing to him? What are you doing to him? And so one day in doing the research, I found a a doctor, PhD, scientist, and explained why certain things. And he talked about pollution. Pollution. Yeah. pollution. I'm looking for this, this article now, I'm trying to find it. it tells us that polluted water can cause brain damage. Mm. Oh, if you don't get a good education, you be dumb. God ain't never made no dumb folks. I see if you want to see the hand of God, just go to Kmart <laughs> or Walmart. They got women there that make below minimum wage. Many of them have never been to school. But you walk in there in Walmart out of 100,000 different things they sell, and you walk up to one of them women and say, uh, where is such and such a thing? And when I bat in her eyes, she said, oh, that's in aisle 17, midway down. Without, without even turning go, around, she could be folding something. Huh? And she'll tell you. Huh? She could be folding something with her back turned, and she'll tell yeah. you what Allison, what shelf is on and everything. You hear me? God ain't made no dumb people. Hmm? That's the matter. And so, so when you you understand who we are and what they're doing, and then once you understand that, then you say, oh, this is not me. This is something they give me to make me act like this. But this is not me. Now, once I know that, can you imagine a black person living in America dumb enough to let the slave master sell you drugs. What did they put in it, huh? Wait a minute now. I'm going to buy some drugs from somebody that stole me, that killed me, that tried to wipe me out. I'm stupid enough. Even more crazier, you would eat from that person. That's the craziest. Yeah, but that's that's what happened 
when you opt for education over liberation. Huh? Now, you said that earlier, and I wanted to ask you about that. Yep. Are there ever any possibilities or are there anything in the historical record to speak through liberation through education? No. Is one a no. prerequisite for the other? George wasn't beating up the British so he could open up a school. The song don't say, give me education or give me death. It give me liberty or give me death, huh? So no, there's not. The, 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 the liberation, 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 huh? And so consequently, when when they got liberated, we got, let me tell you, we got black folks that say, I live in a community. You don't live in no community. A community is where you control your cops, you control your your, your your jobs, you control your finance, you control your education. You live in a hood, and a hood right. is something you put around your face when you're trying to hide something. Huh? That's what a hood hmm. is. And so, and, and so I'll give you an example. You got $10 billion in the bank, you, hmm? and five PhDs, you're driving down the street, and you hear right. a siren, you look through the window and see this cop car coming, and you automatically squeeze the steering wheel. You didn't want to. It's in your DNA. And when that cop car passed you by, you say, thank God, thank God for what? He wasn't after you. Huh? Hmm. He wasn't after you. That's what happens. When you got up this morning and walked out your door, ain't nothing that you passed that this white boy can't change. Take your car. Cop want to stop you? Anybody. All they got to do is take your license off the car and give them an excuse to stop you. The way I walk, determines the way he's going to treat me. If I'm all bent over, I look at what happened in in Ferguson, Missouri. Ferguson, Missouri. Money, money, money. (laughs) That's why you hear black folks, I'm a little child, and I want to make me a million (laughs) dollars. Let me tell you what a million dollars is. If you took a million dollars and changed it into a million seconds, you'd have 13 days. <laughs> if you took a billion dollars and changed it into a billion seconds, you'd have 32 years. Huh? Huh? Hmm. And so, money... Let me tell you something. Yes. In 1923, a very important meeting took place at one of the number one hotels in the world, the Edgewater Beach Hotel in Chicago. 
attending the meeting was nine of the world's most powerful, successful financiers on the planet. Well, let's look and see who was at the meeting. The president of the largest independent steel company. Number two, the president of the largest utility company. Number three, the president of the largest gas company. Number four, the greatest wheat speculator on the planet. Number five, the president of the New York Stock Exchange. Number six, a member of the president's cabinet. Number seven, the greatest bear in Wall Street. Number eight, the head of the world's greatest monopoly. And number nine, the president of the Bank of International Settlements. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no way uh, that we must admit that there gathered a group world's most powerful, successful men. At least they found the art and secret of making money. And somebody said, hey man, let's check them out. 25 years now, let's check them out and see where they are now. 25 years later, the president of the largest independent steel company, or swap, died and had lived on borrowed money the last five years before he died. Number two, the president of the greatest utility company, Samuel Insulin, died a fugitive from justice, penniless in a foreign land. Number three, the president of the largest gas company, Howard Hobson, had become insane. Number four, the greatest wheat speculator, Arthur Cutler, died broke in a foreign country. Number five, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, Richard Whitney, was released from Sing Sing so he could go home and die with his family. Number six, a member of the president's cabinet, Albert Ball, was pardoned from prison so he could go home and die with his family. Number seven, the greatest bearer in Wall Street, Jesse Livermore, died from suicide. Number eight, the head of the greatest monopoly, Arthur Cutler, died of suicide. Number nine, the president of the Bank of International Settlement, Leon Frazier, died from suicide. See, we look at the glamour years, what they call glamour years, but nobody check them out. Check them out. Okay? And so somewhere, when we stop and think about I was born. Only reason I wasn't on welfare, welfare, welfare hadn't been invented. Hadn't been invented. A little nappy head. Didn't know where my daddy was. Born in St. Louis, and carried myself in the way that J. Edgar Hoover sent a memo to the Chicago mob saying to the FBI, use the mob to kill Dick Gregory. What they didn't know, I got the telex before the the FBI here in Chicago got it. 
it ended up in the Chicago Tribune front page. The late J. Edgar Hoover ordered the Chicago office of the FBI to develop measures to neutralize black comedian Dick Gregory and suggested Mm -hmm. they could show the mob what Dick Gregory had been saying to them. I'm still here. Hoover's dead. The mob folks is dead. That's the power of truth and not being afraid. And so somewhere, when you stop and think about who you are, hmm? the mob didn't make it. And so when I look around and look at Ferguson, and I say to you and your listeners, Go and pull it up, a picture where he was in that store where they claimed he stole some cigars. Right. When you see him walking out that door, he got on flip-flops and short pants. Fifteen minutes later, when he laying out there on the ground dead, he got on Nike tennis and long pants. Hmm? They put it right there in front of you, in the face. And I'm so used to them telling me what I just watched. I didn't stop and say, wait a minute, hold it, hold it, hold it. If I said on this show tonight that black people is more religious than white folks, man, you know how many black folks be calling in? What do you mean by that? Well, let me tell you, I didn't say that. Sunday, March the 9th, 19... 97, the Philadelphia Inquiry, one of the most powerful papers in the world, they ran the article, in daily life, blacks found to be more religious than white folks. They know who we are. We don't know who we are. And it's hard to tell you because they're not going to believe it. They're not going to believe all the stuff that they have done to us. And we survived it. For instance, here's some research we got that says a little little French village went insane after the CIA spiked bread that they ate with LSD. Okay? Years For 50 years, residents, this is white folks they did it to, of a French village tried to understand what caused the bread to make them act like they did. They was jumping off buildings. They was getting up on mountains, jumping off. They was doing all kinds of things. And it was years later before they found out. Well, I'm saying that if the CIA had this way back then, what do you think they have now? Huh? And for you black folks to sit around and think you're so hip and you're going to go out and buy drugs from the master chemists? Huh? Drugs from the master chemists and talk your crap on the corner about who you are and they better not mess with you? 
they didn't already mess with you. You just now listen to this here. I want you to hear this. This is in a paper. Never ran it in America. Hear me. Crime linked to pollution. Okay. Polluted water can cause brain damage that turns ordinary people into violent criminals. Hello, huh? They spray it in my neighborhood at night, huh? Called lead and manganese chemtrails, huh? At yeah. night while I'm sleeping. And once you get... Wait just one second. Yes. You can leave... Hold on one minute. You leave enough? Okay. Indeed. How much more? How much more time I'm gonna do? You tell me. Um, about another half is cool. I wanted to uh, specifically about, speak about, about you know Baltimore, huh? No, no, I'll, I'll do that now. How about fifteen minutes? About fifteen. Okay. Yes. If we get only get fifteen out of you, I'll be honest to fifteen. Correct. Uh, okay. All right, huh? so let's do this. Let's, let's do this here. So hear me now. Who said this? Roger Masters. Polluted water can cause brain damage that turn ordinary people into violent criminals. Who said that? Roger Masters of Dartmouth College in Handover, New Hampshire. He compared crime figures from the FBI with industrial discharge called lead and manganese. He found a link between pollution levels and murder, assault, and robbery. Counties Mm. with the highest pollution level have a crime rate triple the nation's average. So now they're going to blame that on me. And they spraying this in my neighborhood at night. When I look around and see that I am 12% of America's population of almost 400 million people, black men, who's 4% of America's population, have kidney dialysis. You go to kidney dialysis, there ain't nothing with black folk. Well, what causes it? Yeah. Fear, paranoia, and anger. What what stops it? Awareness and gentleness. Hmm? Liver, cirrhosis of the liver. Okay. What causes it? Anger, rage, depression. What stops it? Kindness and balance. Lung cancer. What causes it? Grief, sadness, and shame. What cools it out? Courage, righteousness, love, and being lovable. And so again, I say, when we look at, when we look at what happened in, in the other day, when we look at, yes, Baltimore. Now watch this. We all watched Baltimore, right? And yes. for three weeks, 
all you saw was white cops beating up on the brother, right? Yes. We know when they drug him off the ground, he had been hurt, right? Yes, we saw that. We got a black man and a black police chief. And they kept telling us we can't get information from the police. Well, woman, you the mayor. You hired this black police chief. Oh, who is really running that town? Hmm? Hmm. We can't get the information. Oh, so now the sister comes in with the indictments. And when they released it, you got three white cops and three black cops, and nobody said, wait, ho, 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 where did black folk come from? You haven't showed them to me yet. Well, around the world, white folk cannot assume this is a black thing. So you got three black cops all over the world. They scratching their head and say, well, this can't be racism. And then we heard that the school was going to close down early because it looked like it was going to be a rumble at the mall. What they didn't tell you, that mall is where 50 buses at 8 o'clock every morning dropped off students and they picked them up at that mall at 3 o'clock that evening. Somebody decided that the schools would be closed an hour early. Right. We don't know who said that yet. The mayor don't know who said it. Now watch this now. And so the buses that picked them up at 3 o'clock, nobody called the bus company and said the buses should be here an hour early this evening because they're getting out at 2 o'clock. Nobody called the bus company, so all them children was in the mall with no bus. Okay? Now, if we really want to believe what they're telling us, those students out there, how come we didn't see no women? How come we didn't see no girls students? The question I want to ask, if that was out there fighting, what they do with their backpacks? Hmm? What they do with their book bags? Huh? Now, I got 10 children, 12, 13 grandchildren, and one great-grand. I know children. So you're going to tell me that them children is going to fight the cops with guns. You saw them throwing bricks at the cops? Then they said, well, Mm -hmm. 18. 18 cops was, was was wounded, huh? Eight of them had broken bones. Hey, man, when you looked at them cops with that armor on, that's the same thing they wear doing war, huh? You can shoot them and they'll keep coming. So now you're going to tell me that them children broke eight bones? Well, show me the x-ray, chump, all of that. <laughs> they just put and I fall for it. And so all at once now, we have one guy out there, uh, 
his mother was, he was the one that was on the police car kicking in the windows. His mother called the police and told it was her son, and she sent him Here, to the police head. She turned him in, and his bail is set at a half a million dollars. He's still in jail now. The cops who were right. indicted, huh? none of them's bail was that high, plus the, 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 the police union signed. So they out of jail. She turned her son in. He's still in jail. Now where are they going to raise a half a million dollars? Huh? And so all at hmm. once now, we're looking around, and last Wednesday, y'all can Google this, in the Washington Post, front page, secret flights over site of rioting. The FBI, the CIA, they had drones, and this is the technology where they can manipulate your brain and make you do whatever they want you to do. That's what we were looking at. Huh? That's what we were looking at, and yet and still, they want us to believe that that, that was just our children acting out. Say, come on, y'all. And so again, I'm saying that when you stop and think about it, then all at once now, the indictments come down. And I'm going to tell you this to you now. All them children that's in jail, they're going to have to let them go. Why? Because some of them, parents going to get lawyers, and they'll be asked in questions that the authorities can't answer. Huh? They can't answer. And one day the mayor and the prosecutor the, and the going to have to answer some questions. Huh? Going to have to answer some questions. Now, here's something else that I don't know why the world don't know. Last year, last October, Brother Gray sued and they settled a police brutality case with him for Hmm. $50,000. This is something that the world should know because some people think that's what he was killed for. They was angry about that. And so again, I'm saying that somewhere all of this stuff that we're looking at is a game. It's a game. And now they're talking about the, the, the FBI coming in. Justice, they, 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 everywhere they've been, there ain't been no convictions. Huh? There ain't been no convictions. Right. What's that about? Not and even so indictments anymore when the feds come in. They just put a report out. Did you hear me? And they don't put that out until 18 months later. To 18 months later To me I, I wrote I said that it's like Going to You know The mother Of the um, You know The wolf the, the three little piggies Going to the mother Of the wolf Complaining That her yeah. son Blew down the house You know what I'm saying Just cause yeah. she's dressed In stately attire They suppose That she has a level Of compassion But she knows That her son Did exactly what She raised her son To do So it's the yep. same With the feds Coming in you know, they're monitoring uh, low-level officers utilizing the system that they utilize on a higher level that they take globally. They're looking at the domestic actions of a foreign mindset that they export everywhere around the world. 
So what are the Feds supposed to do? What is Loretta Lynch supposed to do? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Let me tell you what's going to happen. America's fixing to overthrow this country. Okay? That's what they're getting ready for. And people all over the world saw the fire the other night. But what they didn't know, there was no black church that was burning down. That that church on that corner had been in bankruptcy. They, they liquidated. What they was doing is a behind the church, the minister was putting together a, a, a recreation center, was putting together homes for for the elderly folks. And the fact they had no money, John Hopkins loaned them the money. Now, who you think going to get the insurance? Hmm? <laughs> so if I had anything to do with it, I, I would investigate with an arson team to see who really set the fire. And so, again, what you're looking at there is here's a, a woman come out there and beat her son. And white yes. folks loved it. Oh, they love she her. She's a, children she's out a of woman of the year. And, yeah, but she got six children out of the way. And their white folks don't care. She's doing what they think black mothers should do. Huh? Huh? <laughs> and yeah, they, they, they ran a fly. They ran a, a cover here in New, in New York. You know, I think the New York Post that says, Moms to the Rescue. Yeah, and all the, the nasty stuff he said about the police, he's right. 
But they'll say, and if, and if she won't recruit herself, they'll go to court and get a white judge to say, yeah. And then it goes to the governor with his racist self to pick an independent grand jury. Then all of them will be yeah. out. Okay? And, and so, again, I just say to you, brother, thank God for these type of shows. Because as bad as it sounds now, every time they get ready to do something, they say, "I wonder, I wonder what, uh, what my man think. Wonder, wonder, wonder what he's gonna say." Huh? Hmm. So again, I just say that I love you. I love what you're doing, and thank you. And any time you need me, that's the thing my wife said. She said, "Greg, I think this is the brother you said you you liked. It was so good." Nobody can get me without Okay? And then again, and she just called me all day, said, remember, when you finish doing the show on XM now, you got to do so-and-so show. And so I just say... Nevertheless, yes. Just, just say, you know, black folks have an expression where they can go and they can talk. But remember, there's one law. That once the universal God puts you in the magic glasses, you can never take them off. And you can never force them on anybody else. Okay? So that's who you are. That's the hell of an obligation. So that means what? You got to go to bed and get to sleep and don't let your brain get tired. Because the government will be calling you up acting like they're just an ordinary caller. Hmm? Trying to trick you. Hmm? And, 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 and so, again, I just say it's Mother's Day weekend. And thank you for all you mothers out there. Thank you. Thank you. And just know that that universal God that built everything is holding your hand. All you got to do is just stick it out. And let me end with this. Twelve, three hundred years ago, some white scientists from America went to South America to study hieroglyphics. And when they got to Brazil, and they went into these caves, now they didn't know how to break it down, but they knew one day they would. So they copied the hieroglyphics on the wall, and 150 years later, they cracked it. And here's what it said. White man, one day the white lady going to do to your children what you have done to ours. 300 years ago, cocaine hmm. was the white lady. Now, the number one drugged out state in America is Vermont. 99.9% white folks. I went up there yeah. and interviewed and a white girl told me she said, out of every ten of my friends, nine of them are either dead from a drug overdose or they in rehab. And then I heard the attorney general months ago hold a press conference and say more Americans, they say Americans, they're my white folks, more Americans die every year from drug overdose, this and this, than all the people die in automobile accidents huh? and homicide. 
That's what this thing is. And so, again, you know, I just say, you know, the young black folk walk around with their pants below their butt. Well, the people that killed Jesus didn't have their pants below their butt. The priests been ripping off them little boys for thousands of years. They didn't wear their pants below their butt. And the mafia don't wear their pants below their butt. What you looking for? Huh? What you looking for? <laughs> woman called me one time and said, Mr. Gregory, uh, you're a wonderful father. You never had no scandal. Oh, no. She said, what do you think about these young black boys with their pants below their butt? I said, well, I can't comment on it. So I used to drink me a fifth of scotch every day for 25 years. You know how many times I drove drunk? And driving drunk is a felony. Wearing your pants below your bed is not a crime. So I can't comment on them. When I think about how many I times that. I drove drunk, huh? then now you going to tell me about them. The dope pushers on the corner don't wear their pants below their butt. Huh? All them, them, them white boys that ripped off the banks, ripped off Broadway and almost brought this country to a knee. Yeah. They, wasn't they got million-dollar suits. You hear me? So, my brother, I they just say thank gangsters, you. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to get out of here now. Oh. Yeah, thank you as home. always. You know what I'm saying? We definitely honor your dedication, your undying, un, un you know, flinching dedication, uh, as well as the time that you took out this evening to bring some, some joy some light, some information, you know, to an increasingly dark world where people choose ignorance over knowledge. You continue to hold that flame very high. You continue to trailblaze. And you continue to just demonstrate and show us, you know, the strength and eldership. So we honor you for that. We say thank you as always. And for the Baltimore family that are going to come out, the mother that will come see this brother tomorrow, you know, I know that they're in for a treat. Wish I can be there, but we will be there in spirit. Definitely want to salute you, my brother. Give thanks. Thank you. Peace and love. Thank and you. All of you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Peace, love, and light. Peace. Uh, brother Red. Yes, sir. Indeed. That was, uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Always, always. But, um, yeah. You know, that brother gives so so much presentation, even in a short amount of time. Yes, it's very concentrated. So, you know, there's nothing better or there's nothing more direct that you can do for a person in distress or a person is confused or a person that, you know, just needs a certain measure of light to see things for what it is. There's nothing more that you can do for them, but outside of showing them how to formulate thoughts for themselves, introducing them to a version of logic, you know, that they don't get every day. And that's what this brother offers, you know what I'm saying? by his simple oratory skills, by him and his griot mode telling his stories, by him just 
pointing out certain things that just don't make logical sense, you're able to, like, say, hmm, let me go back to the drawing board and just look at something that I may have overlooked, you know. Remember, God is in the details, not the devil. You know what I'm saying? God is in the details, and we often skip over the details because that's not how news is reported in this country. You know, you're told what to pay attention to. You're told what to look at. You're even told how much time to spend on it. Nobody talks about Walter Scott anymore. You know what I'm saying? Nobody speaks about that brother, 44-year-old in Oklahoma. You know, he's not even included in this part of the narrative. And all of this is connected. You know what I'm saying? So, again, news is dictating to you who you should grieve for, how you should grieve, when you should grieve, how long you should grieve, what you should grieve for. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what they have opportunities, yeah, what what day to come out to grieve, how long you can stay out, literally how you can even go about that grieving on this side of the block, on that side, you know, I Googled everything that brother was talking about while he was talking and all of these are verifiable articles that, uh, consequently enough for the majority of which I haven't seen on people's timeline, they're not talking about this. You know, we're we're skimming over the details. We're missing the important parts, the pieces, you know, that pretty much draw the entire mosaic of what's at hand and what it is that we're looking at. You know what I'm saying? And um, the elder hasn't been wrong yet, you know, in regards to his perspectives, his, you know, the way that he sees things and comes through and sheds the light and all of that stuff seems to come out later on. So he's been consistent with that. That's why, you know, he's the go-to when it comes to situations such as this, you know, just to put things in perspective so we can look at things, see them for what they are, not what we choose them to be or rather what we are told that they are. So, yeah, man. Bro, you still there? Let me see what's going on with this studio. We'll open up the lines, take some calls, uh, you know, highlight the family that's still in the building. Of course, if you're calling to speak to Mr. Gregory, he's no longer in the building, so you won't be able to dialogue with him. But if you want to highlight us, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns based on what you heard or experienced this evening, now is the time to press 1. I guess we'll do it after 11-11. We'll get into this 11-11. Um, send this soulful heart energy out to the mothers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mama Pill. I was speaking to her earlier. You know what I mean? So to all of the mothers out there, I know some wonderful mothers out there in the world. You know, uh, an entire village of mothers are responsible for our upbringing, you know, so I want to thank, yeah, especially all of the mothers who have, you know, lent their hand and who have put their hands in the uh, very tedious but careful process of, of rearing, you know, a child into a, a young man, you know what I'm saying, and even a, a young man into his elder state, you know. I don't think that that rearing ever ends. We're always in school. We're always in the classroom. We're always learning from mama. 
you know, and to Mama Earth herself, to Gaia, you know what I'm saying? We send a resounding, comforting, loving vibration, you know? So I'm waiting on this uh, studio to stop acting crazy. But, yeah, so we're going to go into the 11-11. All right, are you there? And then when we come back from that, of course, like I said, we will go to the lines. And then after that, we will conclude the program. All right. Computer be bugging. Brad, are you there? Got your phone on mute? Are you looking at the LeBron game? What is it, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. I hear you now. Yeah. Yeah. Pull it up. Let's go into it. Uh, just on pat me on. In favor. Let's just get it in time. Oh, 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 oh,
who definitely has, uh, you know, been spearheading this information in regards to the wave and the particle, quantum mind, and collectively what we can achieve and, you know, sending our commands, you know what I'm saying, to the true and living, quote-unquote, God, you know what I'm saying, making it effective in real time, demonstrating and, um, you know, bringing that reality to reality and not being stuck in this of it being, you know, dead letter script from 3,000 years ago. But where is your yeah. God right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are these mantras for if they're not affecting matter in the now? You know, what is the now? What is time? You know what I'm saying? This journey of time, you know, that, that, that song that we did was just so therapeutic, you know, just having an opportunity to listen to, you know what I'm saying, how we built it up and Morgan Freeman aspect of it. You know, I'm just I'm just excited to be in a, in a space and a place where I'm able to learn from life every day, you know what I'm saying, where I'm, I'm, I'm super convinced that the journey that I'm on is so meaningful that the only thing I have to do is show up and the experience is going to lead me to learn, and I'm learning to become a better person so I can help more people, you know what I'm saying? And not only myself, but it's collective because I don't I don't see the separation, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, just like I see outside of myself that there are people and there are things in this world that are not congruent necessarily for me to move forward. There's habits that I have. There's things that I indulge in, you know what I'm saying, that might not be congruent for me to move forward. So those are things that I have to eliminate outside of myself. Those are things that, mm-hmm. that, you know, I need to be doing less of as opposed to more. And I'm just talking like eating chocolate chip cookies at night when I know better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having the mac and cheese at, you know, and my partner's repast when I already had a, a congestion problem, you know what I'm saying, on my upper respiratory just because the Mac smells so good that um, I just miss the taste of it all. You know, as small as that might seem, those are still things that need to be conquered in self. You know what I mean? Those are still things that you might walk by and, and see somebody tearing a Big Mac up and you might have a judgment. You you know that judgment, that's you. You are that judgment based on the fact that you're looking at them do something that you could fall right into that as well if you if you give in to your desires, your lower desires. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm free, man. I be walking through this world just free. You know what I'm saying? I don't get caught up anymore when I see, you know, people doing things that I might not, quote, unquote, agree with. I just let it be. You know what I'm saying? My experience last week, Wednesday, when I went through, uh, you know, that situation, it, it freed me up. You know what I'm saying? I came out of there a whole lot lighter because I was heavy going into that. I was heavy. You know, based on the fact that I seen my partner get killed on Monday at a funeral, nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? And when I came outside, you know, the last person that I saw working towards administering saving his life was was a cop. It's a cop. There was a cop on top of his chest pumping air to him. You know what I'm saying? Working to 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 bring him back. And I guess mm-hmm. that. You know, we can say that that's their quote-unquote civil duty. That's what they're here for. You know, I don't buy into that. I know that they're not here to serve and protect. 
you know, they are um, corporate security guards. But, you know, somebody that looked just like me just killed somebody that's close to me. And this brother's on the floor with a cop on top of him, you know, work, work, working arduously to save his life. You know what I'm saying? So it, it makes it kind of complicated when you are really trying to identify what true evil is in this world. You know what I'm saying? And you don't even really hear me use those terms because I don't really prescribe to that. Um, I just know that that's the dichotomy that a lot of us are forced to, to, to live and reckon with. You know what I mean? So I'm not disillusioned by, uh, you know, the fact that things that are miscongruent to our everyday, to our growth and development, only come in packages that don't look like us. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest yeah, fake out. Big. You know, you you yeah, you dead already if you're walking around with that outdated program in your mind that your adversary is only that because it has a particular lighter suit or it's melanin recessive. No, your adversary on this plane, if you stand for righteousness, are principalities, you know what I'm saying, in higher places. You know? It's, it's it's a fuckboy energy. That shit can walk in and, and take over anybody that's, uh, you know, susceptible to it, you know, who has this outdated form of thought, this modality of thought that think that, you know, they are better than you because of or their desires for having X, Y, and Z are exclusionary of your right to breathe or live, you know what I'm saying? This my block, nigga. I'm getting this money, so you got to go. Your moms ain't safe no more because I need these Jordans. No, that's the type of mentality that has to die. You know, let's not just signal out when, when you know, when the virus comes around and starts attacking the cut and shit like that, yeah. the open sore. Let's talk about the open sore. You know what I'm saying? Focusing too much on the virus that comes around once the, once the skin is opened up. Only somebody close to you can open you up. So, yeah, you know, just just a lot of different thoughts. And I, I try not even to mention this, man, but i seen a clip or I heard a clip, should I say, where, you know, somebody took my demonstration out of context and they, you know, they tried to attack me. You know what I'm saying? Said that, um, I cared more about my jury than I do about the liberation of our people. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I respect this brother's position in the community. I respect, I respect, should I say, what he represents in terms of he has to represent, you know, again, like I said, in this world where we're only given these quote-unquote dichotomies, you know, facing that he occupies as necessary. You feel me? So I don't even want to knock the brother. I don't even want to target him or, or anything of that nature. And I even understood what he was saying. Once he went further, the stuff that he was talking about, exclusionary of how he felt that he needed to target me, you know, because they wanted to put together this whole conversation and diatribe about what the conscious community is not doing or passive leadership and things of that nature. So, you know, 
I guess that uh, the brother must have been offended about how I chose to elaborately discuss in detail what it was that I was experiencing and where I had to make a split decision where the police said, he got a knife. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's best that I don't continue to fight with them because in the long run, what I hope to achieve by a physical confrontation with six or seven or eight police in the middle of a street, you know, am I supposed to, I'm throwing them off of them, I'm throwing them off of me and running? I'm taking for the subway? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So does that detract from my ability to put up a good fight with them? I was in control of the situation. A to Z. But I had to go through that situation for me to see what I had to see as well. Sometimes you have to go in the belly. Sometimes you have to go a little further than the front line. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to be where you have to be to see what you have to see to help you grow and move forward. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, we have these real elaborate, colorful ways that we speak about what another man has to do or what we came here to do on this planet with our particular assignment. And I know what mine is. You know what I'm saying? And I like to respect what other people's are as well. So I don't even get into the attack thing. I let so much go. And that's just because I have a different sense of what freedom actually is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really caught up in, um, you know, how somebody perceives my demonstration. My demonstration is effective. And it's getting more and more effective by the more and more that I learn. And, of course, we've all made mistakes. That's part of it as well. But we learn from those and we move forward, you know. And through our demonstrations, if we're able to not only receive the lessons that's being taught to us, okay, because none of us are in this life, you know, experiencing what we're experiencing without these being life lessons to make us better people or more fortified for that person that you need to become to really have that aha moment in life. But if our demonstrations as well can lend inspiration to others, can teach others things about themselves, you know what I'm saying? All of those are pluses, regardless of what we go through, because all of this is temporal. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give this up, and we're going to go to where we're going, and that's a process unto itself, okay? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, yeah, once you graduate, then what? You know what I'm saying? You went to this school for eight years. You got this degree. Then what? There's a whole chapter that comes after this. And I've been thinking about that as of lately. You feel me? Not this shit. Mm -hmm. I already see where this is going. You know what I'm saying? I already see where this is going. And and, and in my mind, what I'm built for, I don't see that around me. So what comes out is the stuff that comes out to keep you where you need to be, to understand where you need to understand that. Everything ain't for the Internet. Everything ain't for YouTube. Everything ain't for WordPress. Everything ain't for blog talk. So let me tell my stories, you dig? How I so choose to, you know? So, yeah. That being said, um, 
I do see some hands up in the call queue. We can do that. I understand. want to do that. Yeah, let's All do right. that. All right. Cool. Let's do this. Family, let's go to the first caller on the line. Let's go to caller from the 281-619. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to KTL, family. Yo, what up, guy? Peace. Peace, peace, bro. I just wanted to let you know, bro, you really been doing the work, bro, and opening the eyes out here in the streets, bro. And uh, just wanted to let you know, though, you know what I'm saying? The shit is really working, bro. Like, that's all I could, that's all I could really tell you, bro. I see the hate out there, but the love is uh, is outshining all of that shit, bro, on every level. <laughs> on every level, bro. I, I just wanted to let you know, bro. The soldiers is out here with you, bro. And we on that frequency, and ain't nothing stopping it, bro. <laughs> ain't nothing stopping it. Oh, God. Indeed. Indeed. Please. I definitely, uh, not only do I respect that, but I receive it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I'm speaking from. I'm speaking from my heart because I know that there are people out there that are receptive, that understand exactly what this full demonstration <laughs> is about. You know what I'm saying? And, right. You right. know? Right. I know the effects because I walk these streets every day and I run into the effects. You know what I'm saying? My phone rings and I hear about the effects. So not only am I hearing and I'm seeing them, and I know these are genuine articles. We're not out there talking to the squares. You know what I'm saying? We're talking to the family. Right. You know, these children, they don't don't need to see niggas jumping out of Bentleys. That's not what's going to convince them that you're there for them. They want to know where your heart is at. You know what I'm saying? Right, where you're looking right though, where that real shit at. So. Right, though. Yeah. Niggas don't know how to even show show how they feel no more. They don't even know how to express how they really feel, like, at the gut no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Niggas yeah, like you that got gut. it, yeah. got it, and able, and able to paint that picture. You know what I'm saying? Niggas to take a snapshot of that picture and broadcast that, you know what I'm saying, to the world. You know what I'm saying? Personal, personal Instagram. Fuck all that. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all the technology. Like, we the technology now. Like, this connection that we establishing through this universal consciousness, that's the technology that we tapping into. And uh, that's that's the programming. That's the app that we need to be pushing. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas need to get connected on another level. And we already are. We just don't. We just seeing it. We seeing it more and more every day. But, you know what I'm saying? That's really, that's really all it really, that's really all it is, though. Niggas just need to see that we all in this shit together, though. Ain't no separation. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's really not, though. Nah, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. And again, I, I, I honor you. I honor your eyes. You know what I'm saying? I honor your heart that you're able to see it for what it is and speak on it. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, it continues. It continues beyond, like I said, that the flesh is temporal. This shit is light. It'll be gone, you know what I'm saying, at the snap of a finger. But it's the legacy, and the legacy is, is long-lasting, and it's right. true. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you can't bury truth and lies. So can't bury truth and lies. Leave it baby. at that. For sure, bro. Peace to the God. Thanks for your time, though. Keep it up, baby. You, you got our support, bro. Indeed. Peace. Honest, my brother. Peace. Peace. Yeah, Blue, you got control of the boys where you at? It's my own. Um, my studio. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I got yeah. control. Well, 
Let's go to another call in. Call from the six seven eight seven four four. Peace and welcome to Know the Lights. Call from the six seven eight. Peace. Yo, peace, man. This is uh, Rajia. Hi, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace, family. Ah, good, man. I'm doing real good, man. Um, I've been listening to y'all for a long time, man. Since like, uh, like, ooh, 2011, man. I appreciate everything oh, y'all doing. Oh, man. No yeah, doubt. You've been, um, you've been riding with us. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been down for a minute, man. Um, uh, But, you know, like about the last about year or two, I stopped listening, had to get, you know, some personal things together. But but I still came Absolutely. back, and I appreciate you. Indeed, brother. We appreciate you coming back. You know, um, that's what we're here for. That's what the archives are here for. You know, we are continuing to do what we do. We understand that the family, you know, everybody has their own personal journeys and transformations and things that they got to take care of. But um, the fact is that you came back, you know what I mean? So we definitely welcome you back. Peace. And uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, one thing I want to ask, man, is, um, you know, like I only yes. been to New York like one time. Um, you know, I've been to like Manhattan and Harlem. But it was just like on kind of like a stop when I was on my on my way from it on the Amtrak, you know what I mean? But um, I've been wanting to really, you know, I like like I watch a lot of Sinatra TV, and so you know I see like the debates and whatnot at the uh, uh, National Black Theater, et cetera. And so y'all have something where, because like I say, I don't know, so but I want to go up there though, you know what I mean? But I want to. You know what I mean? Like I just can't go come up there on a dolo, you know? Um, I don't know if y'all have somewhere or we can get something together where you know what I mean, uh Yeah, I mean Red Red was yeah, Red was talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Red was really talking about conscious Airbnb type of situation where, you know, the family comes out here and we're able to show them, you know, the sights, the highlights, you know what I'm saying, what's needed and necessary to expand your consciousness as it pertains to understanding, you know, New York for what it is, because this is a very interesting, um, you know, this is an interesting grid. It's a unique place, you know. So we're talking about, yeah. We we were even entertained in Detroit. I mean to cut you off, God, but I'm originally from Mm -hmm. Detroit. I'm down here in ATL now. Um, you know, my, my, my kid's mom, she's from ATL, but you know what I'm saying? I'm down here. Um, you know, I really want to get up there. I really want to see the debates. I really want to, you know what I'm saying, get in touch with that. Cause when I did go to Harlem, oh, it was great. I loved it. No doubt. Yeah. Well, what I could offer you at the moment, because we have developed, uh, hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't. Red, you there? Your phone dropped. I don't hear you. All right, his phone dropped. He'll be calling in any second. Um, but what you can do yep, is ahead, shoot us an email. Yeah, KTL Empowerment at Gmail. You know, you shoot us an email and we'll put you in the database. You know what I'm saying? Or if you want to make a personal trip up here with your family. You just let us know in advance, and if we're here, you know, we'll do everything we can to accommodate you on your trip. 
Yes, yes. Show me. We were. Yes, um, sir. Okay. Yeah, let me do that. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Red, we can't hear you. Your phone but is on also, mute. Um, yeah, yeah, his phone is off again. He'll be calling back. Uh, yeah. I don't know, fam, if y'all have something going on here in ATL. Um, you know, I do. I work a lot well, with federal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be there for the Malcolm X Fest, which is the weekend of the 17th, I believe. Um, and next weekend, they got Umar out there at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. You know, Mama oh, Pill called cool. me and... um. Yeah, she put me on to that, so I might definitely be down there for the next two weekends. And then the week after the 17th, which is the weekend of the 23rd to 25th, I believe uh, Professor Griff has Francis Cress Wilson coming back in town. So her, Zaza, and um, I believe Brother Baruti's wife are going to be sharing the bill down in the A. So the A is Atlanta is going to be hot Atlanta for the next few weeks. Hotland, I'm saying so. Two of the biggest, yeah, two of the biggest weekends in New York City for consciousness and for the family to gather is the Memorial Weekend and the Fourth of July weekend. So, if you want to plan any trips to come to New York and experience not just the people, the ten or twelve people that you see on Sidenetters TV, those brothers, right. you know, the teachers, they they look, you know, they do the, they do their job. But it's thousands of us in New York City, you know, who don't go in front of the camera, who you don't see, you never meet them unless you come to the, nah, you know, their yeah. vendors, their families, their businesses, a million, and all yeah, kinds of million stuff. Yeah, people gonna pass. <laughs> yeah. So Memorial yeah, and it's just an eclectic is, nature of culture. Yeah, you know, people that are not yeah. even necessarily car carrying members of what you would consider the conscious car- community. Yeah. But yeah, you can come here and see the world. Yeah, you can see the, the, the interesting culture of different things all throughout this city. It's not, you know, consciousness yeah. is about respecting everybody for who and what they are, you know, allowing people to be different <laughs> and not being offended by it because you 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 are outside of judgment because you know who you are. You know what I'm saying? That's the highest degree of consciousness. So you could come to this city and see all kind of things and just look at it as an observer for what it is, you know, move through the matrix. Don't be of it. Yes. So um, Memorial Weekend is an event called Dance Africa at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. That's Saturday and Sunday. That is a very powerful event. A lot of people come out for that. And the 4th of July weekend is the International uh, Arts African African Art Festival. African Art Festival. And that takes place. Yeah, that takes place in Brooklyn as well at the Commodore Park. That's a four-day event, and you'll find you'll see thousands of people. Um, you know, you'll you'll be able to bring your family out because there's music and there's crafts, and um, it's just family friendly. And uh, like I like Blue said, if we're in town, I'll give you my number now. Um, we'll be able to show you around some of the different monuments that ring true for, you know, to speak to the hearts of those of us that are in the movement, such as the Schomburg, uh, Dr. Clark's Mansion, um, 125th Street, just river to river. We could be, we could introduce you to certain people. You could go to the Audubon um, where Brother Malcolm had his last speech. You could, we'll take you to the Nation of Gods and Earth. We'll take you to the Masonic Lodge. We'll take you to the um, 
Temple Mosque Number Nine, and I've seen those three because they're all within walking distance, and they all have purposes in in that neighborhood of Harlem. You know, they all are part of the fabric. Yeah. So there's, a, yeah, the there's Apollo, a lot of things. Street, yeah, Apollo, House of Consciousness. You know, where you'll take yeah, National Black when they do the debates. Exactly. You know, so we were we were working on putting like together an actual. Yes, we were actually working on putting together an actual tour, so I'm glad that you brought that up. And, um, you know, it's something that I have to, you know, I have to finish putting together. You know what I mean? We have a lot of things on the table, but that's something that, especially because the summer's coming and um, a lot of brothers and sisters last year were coming into Harlem in droves to come in, you know, just come on 125th Street and chop it up and, you know, take pictures and, and do other things, but we want to take it a step further and we want to um, give you the whole experience because it's bigger than just, you know, across the street from the Apollo. It's much more different places that uh, we, we could go and experience. So, you know, thank you for bringing that up, though. Yes, sir. Like uh, all my kids, I got three kids, uh, one daughter, two sons, all under nine mm-hmm. years old. They're all born down oh, here in the South. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. I had the experience of actually going to Harlem, 125th Street. Um, I got an auntie that stayed in Manhattan, um, and when I got off the Amtrak, she took me up there to Harlem, and um, I really enjoyed it, man. I loved the vibe. Um, to me, it was Good just I, all I saw was just black folks. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> she took me over to eat. Um, I have to say, I really didn't like Betty Sue, but you know. It was just seeing the vendors and whatnot selling books. I was like, look, I love this. I love it. You know, so yeah. uh, I was saying, you know, uh, uh, I really don't like going up there dolo because, you know, you don't know nobody. But if we could get something together like that where, you know, you have somebody to meet up with, you know, kind of interact with, that, I think that would be good. Well, I'm here for you. Uh, I'll give you my number if you have a pen. And you can contact yes, me. I mean, we'll work it out. Uh, just let me know when you're ready. Yes, sir. Go ahead. It's 347-650-0150. Okay. Yes. For the brothers, for the industrious brothers out there, please holler at me as well. We need to go to the wholesale district so we can show the family, you know, where you can go if if you're entrepreneur or you're industrial, you know, there's a whole industry in New York of wholesale stuff, you know what I'm saying, that you can take back to your cities or your whatever state you live in and set up shop. And, and you know, from perfume yeah. to clothing to jewelry and all of these things. Electronics. Yeah, Electronics, all that. You, all that I mean, you name it. It's out there. Jordans, belts, you know, bags. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Hair. <laughs> you know, it's like everything is there. So I always say that because, you know, I want to see our people win. You know, I, I want us to get out of the um, out of that, that hamster wheel, you know. And if there's solutions that are on the table, it wouldn't do us any justice to not talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not so cool that I'm not going to say, yo, you know, let's go to the wholesale district with a few racks. And believe you me, when you go get that stuff or whatever it is that you pick up, because you know your customers or you know your clientele, 
you're definitely going to be uh, it's going to be worth the trip. So you know that's just on some economics because the family likes to talk about the solutions and stuff like that dealing with money or economics for that nature. And that's just one one slight one. But um, for the family that's visiting New York and y'all want to tap into the consciousness of New yeah, York, we, we, places, yeah, we could take y'all out here to Silicon Alley. We could show you what these startups are doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We can go to the Met Museum, look at some of this history and culture. We can go to the Tech and the Obelisk in Central Park. You know, we could take yeah, you and do your rituals. Wherever, man. This is yeah, this is this is a, a big vast city, you know, with a mm-hmm. lot to offer, a lot of hidden gems. So yeah, yeah. we're gonna look into that, yeah. man. We look forward to that. That's a wonderful idea. There's like certain meccas, you know, like you got your New York your Philadelphia, your Detroit, your Chicago, your St. Louis, your Cincinnati, et cetera. These are like certain men. In Atlanta, right. Which, uh, so you connected. know, go back and Not even like ancient mm-hmm. times, but, oh, I don't know, 200 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Where these are our places where we already were. You know what I mean? Where we already had economics. We already had our spirituality built up. Just places of uh, just already foundation before European colonization. So, um, and we still flourish as uh, melanated black folks, you know, whatever you want to call it. And those places still need right. to be kind of, um, kind of uh, uh, a place that's sacred ground. Because, brother, I'm going to tell you, like I said, I'm from Detroit, but it's a lot of brothers who have never been outside of Detroit, which is crazy. They have never even been into Ohio. <laughs> and they yeah. don't want to go. For real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, I've been to Chicago, but let me tell you, um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Detroit too much, but like have y'all ever ever heard of a city called Clinton Pontiac? Pontiac, yeah. Okay. Pontiac. So I'm from Pontiac. Pontiac is uh like ten miles or fifteen miles up north from Detroit. So all yeah, along I remember driving through Pontiac. Right. Yeah, so it looked look, it look hit when I was driving through there. Shout out to Pontiac, though. Oh, we listening. Bro, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Nah, the caller. Brother from 678-744. I don't hear him anymore. It says that his, his, phone, his phone is still on, though. I don't know what happened to him. All right, we're going to have to move on, though. All right? Indeed. Indeed. Peace to that brother, though. Let me go to this next caller. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Caller from the 205-356. Caller from the 205. Peace, caller. Caller from the 205-356. Peace. It's long. It's long. It's long. It's long, brother. More fight would it be? Peace, family. It's the L-Bot What's family. going on? What's going on? Yeah, this l What's going on? Hey, you already know. Oh, man. Hey, everything wonderful, bro. You know, manifesting. Oh, Daily, daily, man, you know, going, it's going down, brother, man. 
you 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 heard me read the blog. You heard me read the uh, roll call for the A. It's a lot of events coming up, man. When we down uh, there, we expect to see the brothers, man. Hey, hey, we just uh, a skip hop away. <laughs> it's nothing. We 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 That's what it is. Yeah, no we've been getting prepared. We've been preparing. Yeah, we just left uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Went on and proclaimed, okay. you know. Yeah, proclaimed our nationality, you know. We're ready to go ahead and build this nation, you know. Can't build no nation, you ain't got your nationality, you know. This it, it, law is real deep, though. That's right. Had to fall back and start really studying laws and start learning, you know, amendments and codes and start really learning. You know, moving moving more with that, with the balance between science and, and law, you know. So, it's all, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all coming together now. So, right now we actually fit to go meet meet one of the sisters and we are um, putting the game plan together about retirement. You know, we we seen a lot of people don't, you know, even have insurance on their own, you know what I'm saying, other than their job or whatnot. We could put a, a game plan with that together and get that running, but you know, every little time we get, we just building on our own nation, our, our, our own nation for real. So, you know, I'm, I'm Ethan Barrael, by the way, and no doubt, Shaquem Bay. Yes, indeed, that's the family indeed. right there. Indeed, and you know, you know, I want to give y'all, you know, a quadruple, you know, salute. You know, y'all y'all the most consistent. You know what I'm saying? Y'all you know, keep it keep it going, you know, it's definitely it definitely effective at all angles, you know what I'm saying? Y'all that's that's where I see where y'all took it to. You know what I'm saying? I remember the time I was just coming in the call and then, you know, y'all like we could we could take this thing to a whole nother level. And now it's at every angle. Yeah, <laughs> where you turn, you can't deny it. It's right there in your face. You know. It's showing you what time it is on the planet. The planet cranking up. You know what I'm saying? It's going it's going to a higher place. So you got to be at your higher place, you know, to survive. You got to control. You got to have that balance between the Lord and, and the higher, you know. You want to, you, you know, balance, get man. You got to have that silver surface. Indeed. I remember those days. I remember those days in Atlanta, you know what I mean, when we was chopping it up. What was that, 2011? Yeah, right about when the Houston had passed. Yeah, I, I, I no never doubt. forget that. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, you Ooh, know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So no to doubt. see, you you know, to, to see where we at now, you feel me? Um, like you say, just staying consistent and persistent, you know, and the growth and the transformation that we are all experiencing because you know we can't we can't be who we want to be in one day so people have to understand that they like like brother blue was talking about earlier about his trials and tribulations and and the goal that somebody had to try to judge or you know size it up as you know not realizing that we are all going to go through our own we all going through our own journeys Whatever energy led him to where he was at for him to experience being abducted by the policy enforcers, so be it. You know, he's here right now to be on the phone talking with us, so that's all that matters at the end of the day. You know, he didn't do anything out of pocket. You know, he was shown something. The great the great divine speaks in signs. So, you know, things happen. So we, we have to always understand that, 
everything is for a reason. You know, uh, we are being shown things, even if the circumstances are, are something that uh, we might not, it's not a feel-good circumstances. Everything ain't feel-good. All medicine is not sweet. Some of it is bitter, you know. So I want to salute you, brother, for your consistency, your persistence, you know what I mean, um, the way that you've been taking your music serious, your craft, you know what I mean, and your studies at the same time. And uh, I know that it's going to affect millions of people, you know, as long as you keep pushing. Indeed. Indeed. Indeed, bro. Absolutely. Bro, bro, uh, you know, if you got time later, you know what I mean, after the, after the show over with, you know what I mean, I want to... Uh, Want to dialogue with you, going to hit, you know what I mean? Want to definitely chop it up with you a bit, cause you know we just came in, you know what I mean? Doing our thing, you know what I'm saying? Up in the A, you know what I'm saying? Definitely with our with our more with our family, so you know what I mean? Want to chop it up with you a little bit too after that, you know what I mean? I got some, got some just, you know what I mean? A few, a few, you know what I'm saying? Please a few. Like, mm-hmm. You feel me? You know. So yeah, definitely, definitely. That's what it is, though. You know, we out here. Everything is all divine calculation. You know what I'm saying? I'm still moving with my with my compass. You know what I'm saying? My axe in my, my in my my square headed to the twelfth step. You know what I'm saying? Headed to the twelfth step. That thirteenth vibration. Then you feel me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Put the L's up, baby. Put your L's up, baby. L's in the bays in the house now, baby. L's in the bays in the house now. House of Ali, baby. Pound, hand tag, you know what I'm saying? You already. It's long. You already know. It's long. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love to the guys. Peace and love, my brothers. We're going to see y'all soon. Indeed. At all costs. At all costs, brother. Indeed. Peace. Indeed, brother. Peace. Okay, family. So we are embarking on the uh, 12 o'clock hour of this. Again, anybody on the line with any questions, comments, or concerns, now is the time to press 1. All right, we're going to bring you in. Um, I want to end the show. I got a special track from uh, the brother that's putting on this event tomorrow in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? It's bringing for forward. Huh? Not said for show. Yeah, yeah. The brother uh, Jabari, you know what I'm saying? The brother Jabari is bringing Baba Gregory out tomorrow. You know, shout out to anyone's place. Shout out to Nabi. Shout out to Abiku. Shout out to uh, my brother Wesley. Uh, um, brother Hanif. It's just so many. It's just so many B more fam out there. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of B more family. Shout out to all yes, of the B more family. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all of the DMV family. All right, all the family. Period. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, this brother has. Um, he has youth. He has seeds. You know, and his young girls started a rap group a while ago in response to the uh, lack of diversity, you know what I'm saying, the negative language and and imagery and all of that. You know, I remember a time when there was a prerequisite that we had certain artists that catered towards children and children only. 
I remember when me and Red was growing up and we had went to a Nintendo convention. You know, that's that's who Fresh Prince was. You know what I'm saying? Fresh Prince was the 19-year-old rapper who rapped for 12-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? And there was a lane for that. You feel me? And I remember, you know, there used to be lanes for artists like that. It was necessary that you had somebody that was able to make the distinction, you know, and just cater to the children. That was looked at as a viable market. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know what happened. You feel me? Well, I kind of do know what happened, but, you know. So his children developed their own group, you know, and they've been putting out music consistently. I've been wanting to interview them for a long time, and it just never clicks the way that it needs to, you know what I'm saying? Um, Whatever is necessary it just doesn't happen for whatever reason. I know that it's just building up for a grand opportunity. Maybe it needs to be live. Maybe the family needs to see their energy coming off the camera as opposed to coming off the phone, you know. But I, I still get so much positive feedback from the King Nas show, you know what I'm saying? That was, we really turned the corner with that. And it really spoke to people in a whole nother way, you know. So I want to be more consistent with opening the platform to children. I've said it many a times, plenty of times. Like, I want to be in the audience and listen to them. You know what I'm saying? I want to listen to the youth speak. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what's on their mind. I want to know what moves them, what motivates them, you know, what pushes them forward, what are their dreams, what are their aspirations, how do they see the world, you know? How do they see race relationships? You know what I'm saying? How do they feel about the LGBT community? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are their thoughts on these things? Because they ultimately are going to inherit this earth. Sans any catastrophic, you know, thing that might happen that resets the clock, something like that. If everything goes according to plan, you know, even if something jumps off, you feel me? Like, you know... I would like to think that, you know what I'm saying, that the youth are still going to be in control if if, if and when, you know, we are victorious because we have to be. So it's time that we get acquainted, you know what I'm saying, we're better time than now with the babies, you know, let's hear from them. You know what I'm saying, if we're doing what we're doing, irrespective of them, then why are we doing it, you know? So they wrote this song here, it's called Letter Yeah, it's called Letter to the President, you know what I'm saying? And they they you know, all of the tracks that I've heard from them have been prolific. Uh Watutu from the Now is the name of the group. You can Google them, look them up, you know what I'm saying? If you got little ones in the crib, you can play it for them. It's 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 fun, heartfelt music, but it's also, you know, it also gets you thinking. You know what I'm saying? It also gets you thinking, which is necessary. You know, powerful commentary. Um, yeah, so we're going to close out the show with a selection from the little ones, from the young ones, from our future. You know, the babies with the brightest eyes. You know what I'm saying? The babies with the cleanest heart. You know? The babies with the most electric, energetic brain. You know, our youth, the young. 
Remember them? When's the last time you checked for them? So, as soon as I get this board to uh, stabilize itself, we're going to go into the selection and close out with that. Again, for the Be More family, um, Brother Dick Gregory will be in town tomorrow. Uh, and Prince is coming on Sunday to do something for the city. You know what I'm saying? To lift the spirits of that beautiful city. All right. Shout out to the family and be more. Shout out to the family everywhere, you know, foreign and domestic. Any inch of this planet where you can hear our voice, you know, the sounds, the frequencies, the transmission, the resonance. Peace, love, and light. What's the name of the song? Right. What's the name of the song? Um, I got it saved. I got it saved under Watutu. I play it. And the show tonight, yeah. family, is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. That's K-I-N-G-Z as zebra, K-O-U-N-T-Y, dot bigcartel.com. That is for your clothing and all of your jewelry and your hats. We also have mypowerpieces.com for your jewelry as well. All right? And we will see you on Tuesday yeah, new, at 9 p.m. Yeah. yeah, new pieces. All right, can I launch? Yeah, let it rip. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't touch the came over. Yeah. Blue. Blue. Yeah. What'd you say, hold up? Nah, nah, that was in the song, I think. Yeah, that's not the song. song play. We good. I said no. That was that was something that was said inside of the song. I didn't say that. Once again, police beating up on people. Back up right here. Back up and get on that set. Okay, back up. All he did was break up a fight. And this is what happens for breaking up a fight. You said on Saturday, and we've heard you again and again, you want justice for your son. What is justice for Jordan Davis? Justice for Jordan will be ultimately really when we change the law. Mr. President, need to talk to you. Got an open letter, maybe you can help me through. Problems of the world got me so scared, and I don't even know if I'm going to be prepared. I know you think and hold up, wait. Getting wiggly from a child, asking questions, and I'm only eight. A scary movie can it be? But the movie that we watch and have straight in our community. Three-year-old Mackenzie Elliott was playing outside around 4 p.m. Friday when she was killed by a stray bullet. Mr. President, we couldn't pay the rent. Mommy lost her job from shutting down the government. And mommy full of tears, she about to break. Can't even drive a car cause it's about to break. And now I hear they 